Hi guys, welcome. My name is Jean-Jacques Barrett. My name is Michelle McDonald. I am one of the co-owners of the gym along with my husband, Jean-Jacques Barrett. We're here to talk about fitness, food, training, macros, all that good stuff. I want to share with you some of my experience, uh, why I'm here, uh, the reason I choose to be in the fitness industry, the reason why I wanted to compete. Uh, some of you might be surprised. The reason why I decided to do my first bodybuilding competition. We love the fitness industry. I've learned a lot. And I just have a real passion for helping people have the best expression of their genetic potential. going to be super awesome. I think you guys will, uh, will love it. This podcast is produced and sponsored by Social Fix Media, a digital marketing and production agency for health, fitness, food, and beverage brands. Visit socialfix.com to learn more. All right, so a uh, little history about myself, guys. I'm Montreal, born and raised, actually suburb of Montreal in a beautiful city called Belleuil, uh, which means in English, good eye. The reason is, is because uh, there's a river between two cities, Belleuil and Saint-Hilaire. And in Saint-Hilaire, there's a beautiful mountain. So in 18-something, when uh, I guess that land got discovered, Uh, they said, wow, that's a really beautiful mountain over there. So we're going to call our city Belay or Good Eye. So, hey, uh, a little bit of history for you there. Uh, so, yeah, born and raised there. Big Montreal Canadian fan. Um, uh, as, you, as you guys know, in Montreal, um, the Canadians, it's, it's a religion. From Maurice the Rocket Richard to Jean Beliveau to Guy Lafleur, Ken Dryden, Patrick Awa. What's up, guys? Um, it's it's like it's it's everywhere. So as a, as a youngster, first thing first thing you want to do, uh, you want to be like one of those guys. And uh, so from a very young age, I wanted to play hockey. And my dad said, "Well, wait a second. You want to play hockey, but first, you need to know how to skate properly. And it's not with a hockey stick. So guess what? At age five, I Led off with uh, figure skating. Yes, I was a figure skater uh, from age five to seven. And it was kind of the prerequisite uh, to become a hockey player. And uh, I was pretty good actually in figure skating. But uh, when it was time to trade off uh, the cute skates and, and the beautiful, I guess, uh, skating leggings for um, hockey equipment, I was uh, super, super happy. So played hockey uh, from the age of uh, seven to 18, uh, finished at a pretty good level in Quebec, uh, junior AAA. Um, but I, I guess at age 18, I decided, uh, I decided that party was a bit more interesting than school and playing hockey as well. So um, I chose that avenue and that's where abruptly my <laughs> hockey career died. With that in mind though, it, 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 was kind of a, it was kind of a good thing because at age 15, I got introduced to uh, the weight room. Um, I was I was turning, I was changing categories. Uh, was going into Bantam uh, in, in in Quebec, um, so it works by age categories. And my dad was kind of scared that maybe um, I would be a little too small uh, for that new age category um, because we were allowed to body check one another. So. End up in a gym called Gym Plus, no longer exists, but was run by 
uh, old school bodybuilders at the time. So my training that first summer was nothing about uh, how to skate faster and to be more explosive. It was about how to get massive quads, massive pecs, massive shoulders. And in one summer, I kid you not, I gained like, I think, 25 pounds. So I came back to school, uh, I guess, when, when we started again in September and people were looking at me like, oh, geez, what happened to you? Uh, and, and basically, uh, I fell in love right from that moment. Um, with that being said, because I was starting hockey again, uh, it was only summer, weight summer training. And so I played hockey, kept a little bit uh, of, of muscle on. And then next summer, uh, it was weight training again. So went back, got my three months membership at the Gym Plus, uh, trained. And then it was hockey season. So I did that for maybe three years. Uh, so it was on and off with training. But each time, I really, really, really loved it. And coming back to my 18 years of existence, where party was pretty much the only thing that was party and girls, I guess. But I was not really good with girls. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was really good at partying. Um, the other thing I was good at was, was weight training. And I had a really low self-esteem at that point because I lost pretty much everything, lost hockey, lost some scholarship opportunity. Uh, and, and my parents were really disappointed at me because, you know, I quit school and, and started to party and all that stuff. Um, so self-esteem was on, on the lower side of things. And, but weight training, holy smokes, every time I would, I would hit the gym, it would make me feel really good about myself. Uh, that 60 minutes or 90 minutes, um, you know, was it because my biceps were bigger or my shoulder cap was like rounder? I don't know. Was it the endorphin? Was it the dopamine effect that I would that I would get from it? I can't tell you. But one thing I can tell you is that I felt great. And I was constantly, constantly, relentlessly asking questions to the gym owner at that time I was going at. And, um, and I was like, man, I, I would love to work for you. Uh, and he could see I was a little bit of a troublemaker. So he was like, yeah, yeah, uh, do that certification that is called CanFit Pro to become a personal trainer. Then we'll sit down and we'll talk. And I said, well, wait a second. Nobody else here has a certification. So I, I could see that it was kind of a, hmm, is he playing me here? Anyway, I decided to move along with that, with that certification. Uh, Kenfit Pro certification. I met um, a gentleman named of uh, Rod McDonald, who's now the vice president of uh, Kenfit Pro uh, Canada. So basically, Kenfit Pro is a, uh, I guess, certification program, same as ACE here in the states, where um, they put a really comprehensive um, personal training program in which you cover biomechanics, kinesiology, the different systems, cardiovascular system, uh, musculoskeletal. Um, how to move properly, uh, the basics of nutrition, etc. And at the end of that certification, um, you have to do a, a theoretical exam. The yeah, theoretical and practical exam as well. Uh, and then you're, you become a personal trainer. Uh, and you, to, in order to maintain your certification, you need to do what we call continuing um, uh, education credit. Uh, C-U-C or C-A-C, I believe. Uh, so then they make sure that their trainers stay up to date with their certification. So did that um, and actually didn't really start working 
in in the industry um so let's say did that around 18 and 19 uh still party a little bit and and got my first job in a gym at age 21 uh in my hometown in belay uh it was called uh, energy cardio because actually to, to go back to the story of the person who gave me that who said do that certification and then we're going to hire you i showed them the paper and they said oh, actually we're full our staff is full of trainers oh <laughs> i could see they didn't want me <laughs> as a trainer at this gym but i could completely understand but i guess two years later i was kind of ready getting out a little bit of that party scene and actually it coincided with the time i decided to uh, to become sober and uh, uh you know i have quite an addictive personality and um and 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 pot cannabis and and alcohol were becoming kind of my morning rituals and uh, at some point i decided to, uh, uh, i decided to quit it uh, my dad just as a little history has been um in aa for now probably 39 years i feel um i feel comfortable talking about it because he's pretty open about it as well um and i'm sharing this because he had a prof- profound impact on helping me um cleaning my act on that level so so it's kind of interesting that at the moment i started working in a gym as a trainer uh, on the i guess on the floor helping people um doing the exercise uh cleaning the machines etc i started to clean my life as well so make a story short at the beginning uh seven bucks an hour actually not through six dollars an hour and then if i would uh, if i would uh, get a personal training uh they would pay me an hour uh, a dollar extra per hour so i paid my dues uh for a solid two and a half years um because people could see that i was really passionate in it um and like in everything when people see that you're passionate you're committed you you care about them uh i'm sure you, you guys know people like that that you're just like man you care so much we want to we want to be surrounded by your energy um and i became booked really fast uh, and it was a great opportunity for me to apply everything that I learned from my certification because hey okay um, case studies uh, in in at that time in the gym I was working at um, general population uh, I would I would get let's say the mom who has three children wakes up at five in the morning works goes to the gym wants to get their workout in Um, to the kid that is, you know, 17 years old, uh, will go play soccer for college next year. And, and you need to dabble and, and try to find a way to help both. Uh, so it was a fantastic learning experience. Um, and that's how, that's how I saw it at the time. I had some friends who, who completed their, like their college degree or their university degree already, like they were settled in great jobs, making great money. And sometimes I would look at them, compare myself and be like, ah, wish, I wish I could be where they're at. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? Someday it will, um, because I'm following my passion, good things will happen. I remember the owner of that gym uh, where I was working at, he said, Jay, what do you want to do with this? Because Yeah, uh, there's not too much, I guess, opening for 
people to become trainers in our industry, especially in Quebec, especially in Montreal. And I said, in 10 years from now, I'm going to work with athletes, high-level athletes, and I'm going to own my gym. And if he would have asked me, how are you going to make it happen? I would have said, I have no idea, <laughs> but it's going to happen. And here we are today, 18 years later in beautiful Tulum, working with athletes around the world and, 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 and owning Tulum Strength Club. Anyway, just to say that it was like, I knew it would someday happen and that I would need to, to, keep, uh, to keep on going. This podcast is brought to you by Tulum Strength Club providing natural athletes and lifestyle clients with the best possible training experience and guidance in the industry. Visit TulumStrengthClub.com today. So um, kept working there um, and, and met my first real, I guess, love in life or girlfriend. And she decided to move in Montreal into the big city. Why? Because she wanted to pursue a kinesiology degree. Uh, science of movement at University of Montreal, so we decided to to move uh, together in, uh, in an apartment. Whoa, big move! Uh, the suburb, little suburb kid, uh, moving with his girlfriend into the big city of Montreal, um, and and so she did that. I started to work at another gym facility, and um, and it was a little bit more corporate. Uh, so meaning that every time I would do personal training this time, instead of doing one buck extra an hour, I would make 30. So I could see that, oh, okay. I could make somewhat a living with that. And, and I guess with that new refound drive and motivation, um, I was like, okay, let's, let's find a way to, let's find a way to make it happen. And, I don't know about you guys, but every time that there's like a new challenge, a new adventure, something different happening, I just see it as a, I choose not necessarily to see it as an obstacle or if I see it as an obstacle, okay, how can I turn that into, into my advantage? And, uh, and that situation was actually really perfect for me because it made me realize that I could make something, uh, I could make something happen, happen with, with my profession, which was, uh, being a personal trainer. So fast forward two years after that, I kept on training. Hey, by the way, I didn't stop training. I was training like four to five days a week, regularly loving it more, loving it more, loving it more, studying always, always, always. Um, if you guys are love bodybuilding, love powerlifting, there's a, a site called testosterone nation. And now it's huge and, and really popular but back in 2005 2006 um they they they, they started the website uh, mainly with uh, charles poliquin who was writing articles um from them charles who who now passed away sadly uh, was a renowned strength and conditioning coach at that time so i would go there and read everything just so that i could take that and apply it to my clients sometimes it made sense to apply it with my clients Sometimes it didn't, but <laughs> it was a really good way to keep educating myself and, and to work with my clients, but to become a better athlete as well. So the fire was there, the fire was there. And then um, I got an offer from uh, one past teacher I was working with. Um, he was the Canadian softball um, strength and conditioning coach, and he needed someone to help him uh, with his strength and conditioning company. So I thought, Holy smokes, that's, that's a new opportunity for me. Um, 
wasn't paying much. Uh, what he basically told me, he said, Jay, I know you want to do this at some point. I cannot offer you much. Let's see how much you need to cover your bills, etc. And I know it's going to be minimum, but you're on board with me. I said, you know what? I need to jump. So I went from something that was somewhat secure, somewhat prof profitable to <laughs> a downgrade again in, 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 in pay and salary. And I was like, you know what? I need to make that jump. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn so much with that. First task, online training. So you're going to send the programs to the softball players, uh, sets and reps, the exercise that they need to do, etc. And I said, yeah, well, the thing is, is I never worked with, you know, I worked a little bit with athletes, but like that specialized, and especially with softball players, I never really did that. He said, well, you got some reading to do. So he gave me like two books. Uh, the first one was uh, Periodization for Sports of uh, Tudor Bamba. And I was like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to read those books and make those programs. <laughs> so started to read, 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 read every day, like in the bus, coming back home, in the metro, in the subway, whatever. So I was reading and I was like, okay, there's, there's a uh, anatomic adaptation phase and then there's a hypertrophy phase, then there's a strength phase, then there's a power phase, then there's a power endurance phase. And I was like, whoa, those are terms that, okay, these are the sets and reps, the exercise selection, da, da, da. and then I was like, okay, uh, let's, uh, let's do this. He showed me like the principles of how putting the program together um, for the online training. Funny enough, 99% of my business now, I'm working as an online trainer. Thank you, Mark. You really helped me at that time. <laughs> you didn't know, but you did. Um, and I started to send the programs, answering questions. Obviously, in time, it became, it became better and better and better. And then my next, my next task was to help him designing the program of the actual Olympic uh, Canadian softball team. So I was like, whoa, that's a, that's a pretty awesome upgrade. Um, and so he was putting his name on it and, but I was doing pretty much like all the work, taking the photos, putting the photos into the programs, putting it together into PDF, like 40 pages of program each month, um, from the warm up sequence to the mobility routine, to the exercise, uh, uh to the, the weight training exercise, the cardio, the core work, the rehab, all that stuff. Fantastic learning experience. Uh, and so that was my, I guess, my unique job. Kept on training, kept on training. And at some point, I was so busy doing that that I couldn't do anything else for, for the business. So, and he was, you know, taking care more of the marketing side of things. And one day he said, Jay, uh, you're doing phenomenal work, but the business is kind of going nowhere because we don't necessarily have money to hire other trainers and you're doing phenomenal work, but you're only busy doing that. And he, he had another job as a teacher and he was like, I cannot invest more time in that. So at age 25, I woke up that morning, told me that, uh, lost my job because I had no money, lost my apartment. <laughs> and an hour later, my girlfriend at the time called me uh, because uh, WhatsApp and all that stuff, I don't believe it, it existed at that time. She said, Jay, it's over. So lost everything. No money, no girlfriend, no apartment. I was like, holy shit. And actually, actually, to top it off, the chair in Sunday, when we opened the company, we, had, we need to do an incorporation. Cost money. I didn't have that money at that time. 
to open it up. He said, don't worry, Jay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finance the incorporation. And in time, you're going to be able to reimburse me. Well, that time to reimburse him <laughs> was at the moment we decided to close. So all the salaries that I, that I, that I was about to make from the, the, con- the contracting work <laughs> that I was doing went for that, <laughs> for, that for the opening of a company. So I had literally zero, zero money in my pocket. So um, one day, I guess like two days later, I woke up and I was like, okay, hey, I have uh, 15 bucks here. And um, okay, now I, I need to choose between um, bread and yogurt. Uh, well, actually bread, I could make a lot of Nutella sandwich with it. Yogurt won't last me as long. So, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up the bread. And for working out, didn't have money to pay for a gym membership. So in Montreal, the good thing, if you guys ever go to Montreal, there's a lot of parks. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I need to move here. I cannot sit on my couch. Um, I'll shoot myself. <laughs> and what makes me feel good, physical activity makes me feel good. So, hey, I'm going to work out in the park. So handstand push-up, pull-ups using trees, box jump on, on, the, on, on, on the bus stop. Uh, so, you know, made it, made it work, uh, sent some CVs, uh, left and right and got hired at two different places, actually. So kind of funny, uh, from zero nothing to, Hey, we want you at two different places. Um, making a long story short, started both places. Things were going well, needed to make a choice. And I became a head trainer at a gym in my own town. So moved back into my own town in Belay. Uh, and I became the head trainer there. So kept on training, kept on working out. And at that time, I met, um, I met an Olympian who had a strength and conditioning facility in, in Montreal. His name is uh, Yannick Marin. He became my first mentor. Um, and the type of guy who walks in the gym, he was an Olympian with the Canadian team. And um, he had like sports leggings on with like the Canadian flag on it. And he was a track cyclist, he was a bobsleigh athlete and a track cyclist. So his legs and his quads were freaking monstrous. You know guys, the type of guy you're like, holy shit, his quads are like bigger than my head type deal. So he walked in and I remember one of my friends said, look at the wuss with his sports leggings. I'm like, well, look at all the girls looking at him. I wanna look like that guy. I want, to, I want to know what he's doing. Plus, he's making it happen. He has a freaking amazing gym called the Batcave in Montreal. It was the first garage gym at that time in, in Canada. And I was like, I want to know how he's, how he's making it happen. So started to talk with him. And, um, and uh, started to talk with him. And he said, Jay, I offer some continuing education courses on, on bodybuilding on strength and conditioning, and uh, on nutrition as well. So four hours a piece. One day we can cover how to maximize hypertrophy. The next day we can cover how to maximize your nutrition, etc. So I said, you know what? I'll make it happen. I'll, I'll see you at your bat cave and, and I'll do those four-hour classes. And again, I kept on training. I, I never stopped. I was getting more and more into it. Um, applying the different principles, strength, power, hypertrophy. And now with that new knowledge that Yannick was sharing with me, I was like, man, I'm golden here. I'm going to be like one hell of a trainer. 
And uh, one day we did a uh, we did a weightlifting uh, workshop, and after the workshop, I saw a bunch of natural bodybuilders walking into his bat cave. They were like nine or ten guys, and in my mind, since being a child, my childhood hero was like, or were like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, like the WWF, like big studs of the time. Like I've always been fascinated with, with muscles. For some reason, it was like, these guys are like, they're superheroes. So in my mind, doing a bodybuilding competition was always something like, man, may, I could... Um, I could play that role at, at some point and like really feel like the way they feel when they like rah, showcase their muscles. Anyway, it was kind of a fantasy that, that grew with time that made me want to do a bodybuilding competition, get shredded, get muscular, step on stage. And so I, I saw these guys walk in. I'm like, Yannick, these guys are prepping for something, right? He says, yeah, they're going to be ready in, uh, in, in 10 weeks to do their first uh, bodybuilding competition. Light bulb. I said, hmm, could I do that? He said, lift your shirt up. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Lifted my shirt up. Look at my abs. He said, yeah, you're going to be ready. Meet me next Saturday, 1 p.m. And I'm going to give you your, your diet, your macros, and your bodybuilding program. I'm like, holy smokes. Everything that I learned about nutrition, hypertrophy training, etc., etc. Now I'm going to be able to apply it. On myself, I'm going to be able to live through it, get coach, get lean, all that stuff. A dream come true. <laughs> I meet him the next, the, the next Saturday. He gave me a paper. It was the diet. He called it the 10 weeks diet of hell. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> What did I ended up into? And it was like very, very low carb style diet. Now, I'm not saying that low carb is better than high carb, but just to give you an idea, guys, it was very, very low carb diet for like 10 weeks. And you basically tried to, <laughs> you basically tried to survive. It worked pretty well, but I was like, whew, like gone the oatmeal, gone the rice, gone the sweet potatoes, gone the fries, gone the bread. It was like all veggies, brother. And you, you know, you do the best. And at some point we might take off uh, some of your veggies and it's going to be meat only. Uh, so, but it worked really well. I learned and, uh, and, and then it got me convinced that, Hey man, that's, I want to do this. Like I really, the pain of it all, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and, uh, I'm pretty sure that I would be really good at, at coaching people getting ready for, for competition. Um, one thing that I can say that I learned from that is yes, it was rough. It was challenging, but, um, whatever, you put your mind into, um, you're able to, you're able to find a way to make it work. And I feel that getting ready for fitness competition, you kind of, you're exposed to that. You cannot say, you cannot say, okay, I'm going to eat a little over today because no, 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 you're going to be in your brief in five weeks on stage. So if you do that, you can, so find a way, how are you going to be able to, to find a way and, and, For me, it was a great life lesson that whenever things are becoming really difficult, you're, if you want, you can still find a way to make it happen. And actually, a little side story of that. So I would meet uh, Yannick, my coach, once a week, every Saturday, under those brutal lights where like, you see 
everything. Not the flattering light like, you know, we, we guys can use on Instagram and like, like, you know, give an angle so that your waist looks small and your shoulder pops and then the light smooths out. No, I'm telling a light that like, you're 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 moving just a little bit then boom, 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 everything move and, and you see it so it was kind of a brutal one and um and i remember that specific day i was like after i see after i see yannick man i think i'm gonna go for a dq blizzard i i cannot keep keep on going it's it's it's, it's kind of rough and then yannick sees me under this these lights and he's like jay you're doing you're doing phenomenal work you're five weeks out and man, if all my athletes would be as dedicated as you are, wow, things would, would be amazing for the team. And, and like, I would be that much more successful as a coach. Keep going. <laughs> then I'm like, okay, thanks, boss. Now, now the thought of going for that DQ blizzard was like out of the window. How could I betray my coach? And then, yeah, it looked great. Awesome. Let's go for that. Couldn't make it happen. Anyway, on the next episode, I'll tell you I got ready for my competition, the nitty-gritty, like the last four or five weeks, backstage pump, all that jazz, how it went, and it's going to be super awesome. I think you guys will uh, will love it. Looking for contact-free delivery of hard-to-find beverages? Check out beverageuniverse.com. 